Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. I'm Joey. And I'm Judy, and we're so glad you joined us today. Yes. It's Holy Week. Yeah. Um, and Good Friday in a couple days, Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. I love it. And it's one of our favorite weeks because, you know, to us it's a reminder that no matter what we have experienced mm -hmm. in our lives with loss, the pandemic, whatever it is that you may be going through in your own personal life, mm -hmm. just know that his promises are still true and that he endured a bloody um, resurrection, torment, torture, ridicule, criticism, all of that for you, wow. for your own personal resurrection, because he did it, um, you don't have to. And yeah. um, there's that verse in John that says um, he came uh, because he came to the world. Uh, he overcame so we can overcome. Like, yeah. like so he, oh, he told us that we'll have struggle, right? In, yeah, this, right? in this life, we will have struggle. That's right. Um, but because he overcame, like he, he, we can overcome too. That's right. I love that. I love that, that we get to focus in on this, you know, during this, before we get into the topic today, we want you yeah. to focus in on this because the reality is you can't do this alone and yeah. you're not meant to. Um, because he went to the cross, you have an inheritance, a deposit of the Holy Spirit living inside right. of you. That's called the comforter, the counselor, the advocate. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but we can all use comfort. We can all use an advocate. That would be like almost like a lawyer on your behalf, speaking what you don't right. know. And you can use a counselor, mm -hmm. that person that gets you through the things that you can't get through on your own. And so we should rejoice. We should reflect. We should stand in reverence. We should stand in awe. And we should stand in thank you. Because yeah. we have the ability to walk with the power that Christ walked with on earth. Yeah. And it's because of Easter Sunday. Absolutely. And we say that to say... Um, to tie, tie it in on something that was kind of in our hearts to speak to you about yeah. is the topic infidelity. Ooh. And I don't want you to tune this off if mm -hmm. you're like, well, I'm not married and I've never been cheated on. I mm -hmm. don't want to listen to this because we're not just talking about infidelity in relationships, mm. um, in, in marriage or boyfriend and girlfriend, any yeah. kind of a, a thing like that. But we're also talking about infidelity in our relationship with Christ. The Come things on. that stand in the way from us living um, the John 10, 10 promise where he said he came to give us life and life to the full. Mm. So what are things that um, cause those things to get in the way that make us unfaithful to, to our relationship with Christ, that make us doubt his promises, that make wow. us go and seek another false promise, that make us go and manufacture something because God's not answering us soon enough and we're cheating on, on, on our trust with him, our, our faith with him, you yeah. know? So what are some of those things that maybe you've personally struggled with? Come and on. we're going to talk to you about some of those things as well. Yeah. I want to talk to you just about that term infidelity. It actually comes from a smaller word called infidel. And that's a military term. It's mm -hmm. a military term that happens because when in, somebody is titled as an infidel, they're titled as somebody who is in the inner circle of the military. They were a, a, uh, a general. They were um, a soldier that knew inside secrets. And an infidel took the inside circle secrets and exposed them to the outside of the circle. Yeah. And so it let people into the inner workings of what it is. And when we think about infidelity, 
I want you to say is, what have you shared with God? The intimate things that you've got, that God has shared with you, that he's done in your life, that have been something that's been taken care of in that secret place that you have let other people into, that you have given that space to someone else. So that's what we want you to focus in on as we focus in on it. What are some areas in our life that we have opened ourselves up to letting in the space that's that's meant for God? Right. And I, I'm thinking of this too, like mm-hmm. covenant between husband and wife, right? And yep. it's two people. And our our relationship with, with Jesus Christ is a reflection of a marriage, mm. of the relationship between the bride and the groom. And so if it's meant to be two people, what is that third thing in your life that is taking Ooh, over that? Good. That is like you invited it in and it's like, hey, this is a covenant between you and Jesus Christ, but there's this third person or there's this, um, you know, toxic relationship that's maybe pulling you away from your destiny or your Mm. relationship with Christ. Maybe there's an addiction, um, that's Mm. pulling you away. You know, maybe there's a thought pattern or something, Yeah. or maybe there's not even just a third, maybe there's a fourth or a fifth. And, um, you know, what are those things that are causing us to, to be unfaithful in our own, our own walk with the Lord? What I want to tell you and reassure you is that no matter what we go through, our highs and lows in relationship with God and my husband and I have both had, um, took turns in feeling like one of us is, um, stronger in our faith than the other, or we go through things, testing and trial, Mm -hmm. but, The awesome thing about God is that he doesn't say, hey, I want to divorce you because Hmm. you were unfaithful. I want to divorce you because you cheated on me with, um, you know, your, your, that, that boyfriend, that girlfriend, that person that I told Mm. you to stop talking to. You cheated on me with promiscuity. You cheated on me with fornication. You cheated on me with, Mm. um, with porn addiction, with drugs, with alcohol. You cheated on me with television. (laughs) You cheated on me by putting idols before me. Whatever it is, he does not break the covenant. He does not break the contract. And you can't divorce him. And that's the beautiful thing with the Lord is that he is faithful even when we're not. And I want, I feel like someone needed to hear that today. Yeah, that's so, that's so good. What is that third or fourth thing in your relationship with whether it's God or even in your marriage uh, that's pulling you away? That's so good. Um, Let's talk a little bit about, because a couple of things you mentioned would be in the category of lust. Yes. Right. And yes. nobody likes to talk about this. You may not even hear it in the church preach from the pulpit because it's not a pretty story, right? It's not a pretty mm. message, uh, but it's a real story that a lot of people struggle with. And lust isn't always sexual. And so I want you to hear that no. lust is a desire that's not laced in truth. So, so a lust can be a pursuit or a, a, a hunger for something that isn't laced in the goodness of God. With bad consequences. With bad consequences, <laughs> right? It always has bad fruit associated mm-hmm. with it. And it promises a pleasurable return, right. but instead it always leaves you with a heaviness. Yes. And so it could be the lust of, um, if you're a male, the female body. It could be a lust for you know pornography, for sex. Um, in, and that for male or female, because right. it's not just males struggle with pornography, right? Um, but it can also be the lust for money. Yes. The desire to go obtain something, um, not to help your situation out, but to because you can never get enough of it. I mean, it could be the lust even for you know electronics, video games, hobbies that you do to the extreme. And so the question is, is that lust is is generated from a desire that somehow got counterfeited truth implemented into your mind. 
Right. And so there was something in your mind that said, I need to go after that to make me feel better. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just talking from the standpoint of somebody who was addicted or watched pornography in this past. And it always promised to, to fulfill something. But after every time I've watched it, I felt dirty. I felt heavy. I felt like there wasn't really a, a relief of anything. If anything, I felt like more things were poured on my lap. Yeah. And it shame. wasn't shame. Yeah. Because now you walked away, you're like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done that. And, and, but you were led there because of a desire that was, that was not laced in the goodness of God or in truth. And so the only way to, to battle an addiction like pornography or, you know, any of these lusts is to ask yourself this question. Is it producing fruit in my life? Number one. Number two, how did I feel after I went after it? Yeah. After I saw it, after I obtained it, after I had that one night stand, whatever it was that you did, how did I feel afterward? And you really have to ask yourself that question. I'm not talking just about the desire or the fulfilling of the, the action. I'm talking about in your soul. How did you feel? And if you was did not feel it? good, yeah, was it worth it? And if yeah. you didn't feel good, Tell you what? You yeah. get, you've now empowered yourself to make a habit change, which changes a behavior, which then changes your consequences. Yeah, for sure. I remember um, God speaking to me about counterfeit things. And mm. growing up, I, I loved like just like the Frosted Flakes cereal. And I remember oh, when so we, good. whenever we didn't have money and my dad bought generic one time, I was like, this is so gross. It's like watered down. <laughs> I remember I had to eat it quicker because it yeah. didn't last. Ooh, come um, on, that's and good. so what I'm saying with that is that something generic can have a temporary, um, taste in your soul in your flesh that is like oh i like mm. this but you'll need more of it because it's not satisfying it's not That's the right. original name brand thing it's not the it's not the promise that god has for you um the so original promise where you'll have to settle for generic and counterfeit because you're like you know this 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 promise that the Lord has for me is not coming soon enough. So I'm just going to go and pursue it myself. And then you fall for generic. Mm. And, and again, like, like Joey was talking about, then you fall for lust and the lust of the flesh is just temporary because you'll always want more. It's never That's satisfying. It is true. like a drug. And again, so we talked a little bit on, on those like sexual temptations. And so if, if some of you guys have, if you are married and you've gone through infidelity in your, in your marriage, or maybe your divorce, we just want to tell you we're we're praying for you and there is hope. Yeah. Go through, you know, seek mentorship, seek counseling. If two parties are willing to work through it, there's hope through that. Yeah. And then to tie in again in the infidelity in our relationship with Christ. What is that thing? If you can take like five seconds and think about what is coming in the way mm. of me and my relationship with the Lord and the faithfulness. What is generic in my life? What am I settling That's for good. that is allowing me to not trust? You yeah. know, is is it doubt? You know, what what is it? What am I trying to manufacture instead of waiting for the name brand thing for the for the mm. real promise that I don't have to fall for? And one of the things that helps you is some okay. of you we all we always love to give you practical things too. Yeah. 
So you heard about, you know, sexual temptation and different things like that. But what is a practical thing that you can do too? Obviously, yes, pray. God gives us spiritual weapons. So you pray, you fast, you worship, you read your word. But what are practical things? You don't just like, oh, you know, just don't think about it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we are we are made in mind, body, soul, and spirit. So you have That's to right. substitute something. You have to learn to starve the flesh. What does that mean? Well, what mm-hmm. you don't feed will eventually die, right? So if you keep feeding your flesh with, you know, I just want to keep eating this junk or I just want to keep watching this stuff I should not be watching and not just porn, but what is some stuff that maybe it's like kind of borderline, like, hey, maybe I just shouldn't be watching this kind of stuff. I, I mm. spoke to someone last week that they, you know, they talked about their addiction to kind of like um, horror films and things like that. I grew up with all of that too. I had nightmares forever. But what is something that you know in your heart of hearts, like I shouldn't be watching this, listening to this. So So practical things. And I'm not saying go into this fast and you'll never want it again. If God is calling you to it, absolutely. But whatever you starve, it will will die. And whatever Mm. you feed will grow. So starve that thing that's bad for your soul, your mind, your body, and your spirit, and feed it with something good. Substitute a repetitive thing where it's like, hey, every time I want to go open that computer and look at that porn, or every time I want to email that person that's toxic in my life, I'm going to go run two miles. I'm (laughs) going to go get on my treadmill. And if you're like, I hate running, well, guess what? It has a better consequence than you reaching out to that person Mm, that is going to make you fall into sin, or has a better consequence running two miles as opposed to you watching two hours of porn. So uh, whatever that is i'm not saying you have to run two miles you know go for a walk um uh, blast worship music until the worship music gets louder than the than the noise in your mind telling you to go turn something on you shouldn't wow that's so good you know i love you said this key word about about counterfeit you know when somebody is studying um to be to be able to identify a counterfeit bill they don't study all the fakes mm-hmm. they study the real thing yeah. And so if you're struggling. So well that they so become well, experts. Absolutely. It. So instead of trying to retrain your 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 addictions, your desires, your lusts, or whatever it is right. that you're struggling with, and put in your mind, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't go to that website, don't click on this. Instead of trying to lace yourself with don'ts, lace yourself with do's. That's so good. Study the good things. Study it's easier the word. To it is do than to have all these restrictions. Absolutely. On it, I mean, I don't know how because you guys then you perform. Won't want them. That's right. And we're naturally programmed. Look at Adam and Eve were in the garden, and they had full of a bunch of trees. I mean, every fruit you can imagine. Yeah. And God said, "One don't." <laughs> and, but their focus was the don't. Yep. And so it was tempting to say, oh, that don't, why, why not that don't? Why not that yep. don't go there, don't touch that, don't eat of that? The Instead, curiosity led to temptation and That's right. The and- curiosity led to the woman's pain and the men's labor, right? Um, uh, but, but you have to look at it. What about the hundreds of do's? And, and that's what I want to challenge you to do. This is probably the, the thing that most people that are trying to break something do wrong is they just, they do two things. They either shame themselves for doing it and right. and put themselves in a prison that they can never get out of. And they're full of shame and shame in, 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 in a habitual sense leads to depression. Depression can lead to all kinds of things. Or they go the opposite. They make themselves a list of don'ts and they feel defeated. They feel like it's impossible to do all those don'ts. But what instead if you said, what can I go after that's good? 
that's pure, that's righteous, that's above. That's what Paul talks about in, in Philippians. Mm-hmm. Uh, approach everything yeah. that's good, pure, beautiful. So instead of looking at the don'ts, yeah. look at the things that are the do's, the beautiful things, the righteous things, the the the, the, the things you can pursue that are godly. And what you're going to do is you're going to pour your energy into the right area, into the right direction. That's so good. And that's going to be practical like, like what Judy said, because I love it. We're both like that. We believe in practical and spiritual. They have to be partnered together. And so you, you, you want to do yourself with that. And here, I'm going to tell you this, right? This is just a little note. And then I know, I know Judy has a lot more things to share on this too, but don't excuse you downgrading the level that you did that thing at and call it uh, progress. So what I mean by that, I used to watch porns. Now I only Google images. <laughs> okay right. i i used to watch porn but now i'm i'm on cinemax mm-hmm. right so so don't downgrade yourself and call it progress. call it progress because really it's the same seed inside of you that's being fed like what judy was saying so so you can't downgrade and call it progress instead approach the things that are good approach those things and put your energy towards those and starve the other thing yeah I used to date five people at a time. Now it's only two. (laughs) (laughs) I used to have five donuts for breakfast. Now it's only three. Yeah, there you go. I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, you know, true, true transformation. Yes, give yourself grace and there's a process and it's not easy. Mm -hmm. But when you truly invite God in it again, it's not an easy. It's not an easy process. I we believe God can do miracles, and that you'll never, you know, if it's a drugs or alcohol, that that you may never want to taste for it again. Mm. Like, um, you know, whatever the addiction is. But sometimes, again, you have to starve it, and when you starve something, it's it's painful, right? Like if you're hungry and mm. you are on a fast, you That's get those good. hunger pains. You get those. Uh, you get hangry. You know, different things <laughs> like that. So your flesh is gonna be like, hey, I'm used to getting this thing, yeah. and you're not giving it to me. So I'm gonna give you a headache. I'm gonna make your body hurt. I'm gonna do these things until you feed me. But again. Once you begin, like Joey said, not focusing on just the 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 don'ts, but focuses on the do. Okay, so I don't want to uh, want to any longer do the this specific thing because it's hurting my mind, body, and spirit, and I always feel shameful when I do it, yeah. and I feel like I've been in um, this is an uh, this is an infidelity between me and my relationship and my destiny with God. Then what is the do that I can? Mm. The do is I have a, a freedom in Christ. The do is I can dance, I can shout, I can scream. I can read my word. I can, I can, uh, you know, anything, go to the movies. I can, I can color. I can journal. I can go hiking. Hmm. I can go weightlifting. I can pick up a new hobby. I can, you know, I can speak life to myself because he says, I have, my words have power of life and death. So look at all the do's, all the promises in your life. He says he has a plan for you, not to harm you, not to harm you. So if something you are doing, that third or fourth thing coming in between the two, the mm-hmm. two covenant is harmful. It's not him. I want to tell you that. That's it's right. not him. In James, it says, if anyone so is tempted, never say the Lord is tempting you because the Lord does not tempt. We're no. tempted by our own flesh, by our Come own on. evil desires. And we all have that. But um, he tests our faith. He tests our character. He tests our endurance. But he doesn't tempt us in those things. 
However, he do, he's so gracious and he knows um, the things that yeah. we're going to go through already. He knows the, the things you were going to go through today that oh, he yeah. says, when you're tempted, I pro- promise to provide you a way out. So you better look for that exit door. You better hang up the phone. You better hit the power button off. <laughs> you better like you better know like God. OK, I'm feeling tempted right now. Where is my exit? Because mm. you said you're probably exit. You better look for those exits, even if if it's a tiny little sign you better run you better power it off you better close your eyes you better shut your ears you better run out that door if someone's like hey come in nope nope not today I and that. i want to add really quick with um with with what joey was saying was really good in truth knowing truth how do you know truth well it's it's by your faith right and it says faith comes by hearing right and hearing of the word of god so this isn't just talking christianese to you but it is really true because it's what God says. So when you begin to know the scripture and you begin to just read the scripture, I'm not telling you you have to memorize the the word of God from front to back, but I'm telling you as you begin to feed your soul with even if it's one verse a day, one proverb a day, one psalm Mm -hmm. a day, one gospel a day, whatever it is that God is having you read, you begin to know what's not him and you begin to know counterfeit. That's so good. There was one time, and I love sharing this story, when we went hiking and it's not necessarily my favorite hobby because of this trauma (laughs) but my son um and daughter and all of us went hiking with another family and my my son was really young and i was freaking out because we were hiking really really high and over the cliff and i remember turning back and i couldn't could not find my son anywhere and i was I was so scared. I was like, mm-hmm. Lord Jesus, help him not have fall, fallen over. We couldn't find him. We were screaming his name, Aiden, Aiden. We couldn't find him anywhere. My husband ran all the way down to the bottom of the cliff, and he was yelling out his name. And all of a sudden, from a really far distance, I don't know how his little legs got this far, he turns around, and he's like, Dad. He calls <laughs> back, and he begins to run to Joey. And I'm just crying, screaming, thanking the Lord, like, thank you, God, for finding my, our son. Yeah. And we're like, what wow. happened? Where were you? And he's like, well, there was this man that was wearing the exact same shirt as my dad. And I started following him because I thought that was dad in the hike. But then when I heard dad's voice screaming my name, I knew this man I was following wasn't my dad. Mm. So I say that to say is when you read God's word, you begin to know his voice. So, so things good. may look counterfeit and generic and they may match in shirt. They may match in what you wow. think is your promise, what you think is something you should follow. But eventually when it speaks, you'll know like that doesn't sound like God. Yeah. That doesn't sound like something he would tell me. I love that. Wow. That's every time you, you I've only heard you. I've heard you share that a couple of stories and being there myself. I, I relived it Yeah. right now in such a traumatic situation. But wow, what a victory at the end of it. The last thing I want to share with you is this, um, is let's say you feel like you've lost the battle to infidelity against God. Yeah. Um, and replacing and cheating on God, you know, in essence with something. Um, does he track it? You know what? He doesn't. And that's, exactly. and, that's, and that's what's amazing. And that's really what I want to share with you is these two things is, is allowing yourself to not stay in shame. So... Once you've done it, number one, the moment that it was done and you knew it was not the will of God, right. he already forgave you. And not only did he forgive you, but he forgot it. Yeah. It says that he it. takes yes, the it. sins 
and tosses them as far as the east is to the west, which Uh is an infinite amount, which means you cannot catch it with the best binoculars in the world to find it. So God is not looking at you right now for the sin you did five minutes ago. So quit trying to pull it up from the sea. That's right. Quit trying (laughs) to try try to capture it from the east and you're living in the west. You know, I mean, shame, shame is the number one killer. Um, I believe in humanity and in the Christian's life. It's, it's not, it's not murder. It's not, it's not, um, you know, uh, accidents. Shame is the number one killer because it keeps people from continuing to want to live that Christ-like life. From healing and growth and forgiveness. And shame gives birth to something. Mm -hmm. Shame gives birth to condemnation, which another word for condemnation is imprisonment. And 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 a cover-up. And a cover-up. Yep. And that imprisonment leads to your death sentence because you never let yourself out of prison. And when you're sitting there, maybe that's you right now. Mm-hmm. I've been dealing with shame every day for months and months and maybe years. And, and I want you to know this, that that shame turned into condemnation and you're in prison right now, but you're in prison with keys in your hand. Yeah. You are the jailer that is going to allow yourself to get out of prison. So today, getting out of prison yeah. of shame is Amen. your choice. And you are empowered to let yourself out. And it starts with this. Yeah. I forgive me. I forgive me. I know that God already forgave me. He doesn't even remember what you did because that's the loving father that he is, is that he just wants his son, his daughter to come back to him and to pursue things with him and to go after life with him. And so if he forgot it, why can't you? Yeah. And so your keys are in your hand right now. And I want you to take those keys today. And I want you to open up your jail cell. And I want you to walk out of the prison of shame. And I want you to be a free man, a free woman, not just in Christ, but a free man, a free woman for Christ. Mm -hmm. So that when you walk out, you have keys. And your job is when somebody hears and sees that you've walked out of your shame prison, you can go hand those keys to other people that have struggled with the same kind of shame that you have. And when you practice that forgiveness, self-compassion, you can begin to feel the love that God has for you and yes. begin to love yourself. And what is, you know, the, the one of the greatest commandments is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. So you can go and say, well, I love my spouse. I love my children. Or I love my best friend. I love, you know, my parents. But at to what capacity because you're only loving them as the capacity that you love yourself but what capacity do you love yourself and sometimes we can't love ourselves the way that god loves us if we're um, punishing ourselves with unforgiveness and when we very simple you may not feel it in the moment but just stating that like i Mm -hmm. forgive myself for that moment i forgive myself for that instance i forgive myself Mm. for that those months or that rough year or whatever it was because god already did and like joey said he's not bringing it up that's not something that gets written um in in your journal in your life book with him he's like i gave you grace oh and guess what you repented you Mm. asked me for forgiveness and the moment you did that i forgot about it the moment you did that i forgave you yes he already knows because he's god but there's power in our own words and there's freedom in our confession Mm. so when you said it he forgot it when you asked for it he forgot it so just know it trust it and believe it and and there's no reason you should allow anyone to bring it up again or yourself to bring it up that's right you are not an infidel you are not somebody that is 
is having infidelity problems. You are a child of God, son and daughter of God, and you are empowered to live a life of good fruit. Yeah. And we want you to hear that. Even if you this is day one on the marker of I'm living for good. Right. Then that's great. That's the beginning. And the biggest thing he did, you know, again with this Holy Week reminding of the cross, and it's it's beautiful to think about it, not just on Holy Week, but his cross was our redemption. So mm. he's redeeming your life. He's redeeming your marriage. Um, he's redeeming your hope in remarriage again if you're divorced. You know, he's he's redeeming your hope in um, life after college, mm-hmm. your hope in your dating world, whatever it is, you know, your your hope in your own future that he has for you. He redeems it all. I love it. Well, we are so proud of you guys listening in today. And we just want to encourage you to take this. And if you need to replay this a couple of times, keep yourself encouraged, keep yourself empowered, and with tools on your tool belt, do it. Uh, because you got to do whatever it takes, right? And share it with anyone you think will yes. be blessed by it or needs to hear this. People need to hear this. And not just because we're saying it, but because God wants to do something in it. God mm-hmm. wants to do something in your neighbor just as much as he wants to do something in you. But uh, maybe will you pray us out? Yeah, Lord, yeah. we thank you so much for this um, Wisdom Wednesday today. Yeah. We thank you for your grace upon all of us. For your yeah. Thank you that your grace and mercy is new every day, that we don't put it on like old um, yesterday's clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Come give on. us new, a new spiritual wardrobe That's every right. single thank day you, to put Jesus. on. So we thank you for that. We thank you for forgiveness, self-forgiveness. We thank you for forgiveness of others. We thank you for a new start a fresh start. We thank you for whoever's listening that maybe was battling with shame, addiction, infidelity, whatever it was, lust. I thank you that they desire you, God. They desire you more than the lust of the flesh. For all of us, God, we all struggle with it in one way or another. So thank you that every day is a new chance. Every hour is a new chance, is a new moment. So we thank you that you heal shame and you give us redemption, God. And I thank you for victory in everyone's lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Remember, keep listening in. We also have a video. Subscribe. You can hit the subscribe button on there so that you Mm -hmm. get reminded of when we do stuff. And then obviously, Your Worth It Ministries always has encouragement on there. Your Worth It Coaching and Consulting does as well. God bless you. And remember, you're worth it. Have a good day.